Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 169 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for your time today as we uh, continue our discussion of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are studying uh, in June the 20th, June the 26th in 2 Samuel and 1 Kings. Uh, And today we're moving into 2 Samuel 7 where a house of the Lord uh, is spoken about uh, by David. Um, and in the first um, chapter, um, we have here um, a request by David to Nathan, the Lord's prophet, at this time. Um, in verse 2, Second Samuel chapter 7, it says, The king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. This is a, a reference here from David that they have taken the city of Jerusalem, they are settling in this city, and there are great buildings buildings around, of course, which they have inherited. Um, but the Ark of the Covenant, uh, it seems, uh, they want to have a special uh, place for. Uh, it would be not un, 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 un... What's the word? It's possible, perhaps, that there would be other places of worship that the Ark could have resided in. But of course, the Ark of the Covenant is a very sacred uh, symbol. It is, in essence, the presence of the Lord. Uh, and so they have kept that within the tabernacle, it sounds like, within Jerusalem. But David wants there to be a, a house, uh, a place for it to reside, a building. And Nathan's response is, go do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Now, I love this because it shows an example of how even prophets at times, before they receive the revelation, may act on common sense and the thing which the Lord may want. You know, David's request here is a very honourable and um, and dedicated one to the Lord. And so, of course, Nathan has said, oh, well, yeah, that sounds great. I'm sure the Lord is with you. Uh, but then in that night, the David uh, Nathan receives a revelation. And in essence, uh, it takes up most of the chapter that we have here, or at least half of it. Um, but the Lord reminds tells Nathan to remind David um, that he has been, his presence, the the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant has been in a a tent and a tabernacle. um, And he has brought them to a great place where they can have buildings and a place where they don't have to move anymore. In fact, in verse 10, it says, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more. Now, of course, we know that later that Israel will be scattered and many tribes will be captured by Babylon and so on. But that is due to uh, their their leaving of the covenant. But uh, in verse 12, it says, And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and will I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So the Lord is telling David here that there will be a house built to him, uh, but it will not be David that does this. It'll be uh, someone else. It'll be his son, who we know will be King Solomon. So there's a couple of points here and uh, things that I want to uh, draw out of this chapter, uh, which I think we can learn from. So as I mentioned at the start, Samuel, uh, not Samuel, he's passed on, uh, Nathan, uh, the the prophet, um, he... Uh, was 
At first, he said that, you know, this would be a good thing to do. And then the Lord corrected that and said, no, David's not going to do it, but his son will. I guess the question for me here is two things. Firstly, why did Nathan um, give the answer then have to be corrected? We'll come to that. Uh, and then also, um, why why did, you know, what do we learn from the fact that David wasn't to build it? You know, why couldn't David just build it? Um, and why did that work be appointed to Solomon? Well, in terms of the uh, the correction made by the Lord, it shows us that, you know, the Lord's servants sometimes may make mistakes. You know, they are not fallible. They don't speak every word they speak from the Lord. Um, and often, sometimes they may speak by what they see in front of them and see what is, you know, the most most common sense, the thing that gives most glory to God. Um, but then, of course, they will go away, I'm sure. And because they are attuned to the Spirit and because they are seeking his guidance at all times, they may be um, inspired to make a slight correction. And that's okay. That's understandable. I mean, if we expected every prophet and apostle to, when they speak, speak correct things and think the right things and the correct truth all the time, that'd be a huge amount of pressure for one thing. Um, And also, um, I think it's unrealistic. Um, You know, when you think about your life and the way that revelation works, it works the same in those individuals' lives. They are, of course, far more focused and attuned to the Spirit, similar to missionaries are, I suppose, in the way that they dedicate their lives to the service of God, whereas, you know, the vast majority of everyone else has other things uh, to do in their lives, such as work and errands and things like that, and just things that uh, take up the day. Um, So this is, you know, something which we need to remember that it's okay (laughs) that a decision may be changed at times. And this is a great example in the scriptures of where this happens. So if we see it in the world today where a decision is changed, then we shouldn't really question that. We should say, oh, well, we've received further guidance and instruction from the Lord. And that's a great thing. It's a good thing. It shows that we have revelation leading and guiding this church. In the case of why David uh, was not to build the house, there could be a number of factors. Um, you know, we we don't know the reasons why the Lord has appointed certain work to certain individuals. David himself uh, had completed a huge amount of work for the kingdom of Israel. So it may well be that the Lord wanted to provide Solomon with uh, a work to do when he came to the earth. But what I liked about this uh, response is that later in Second Samuel 7, after he talks about the house that will be built for him, the Lord responds also to David saying that he will build a house meaning a posterity, it says in the Come, Follow Me manual, meaning that his throne would last forever. Uh, for example, in verse 16, it says, And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. Um, and now, and in verse 25, And now, O Lord God, the word that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house, establish it forever and do as thou said. That's David responding to the Lord. So we're talking about, of course, the temple here and that being an important part of worship. And we'll be talking more about that um, at other points in our our Come Follow Me study. But also the fact that this is the Lord responding to David and saying, no, you're not, this isn't what you're meant to do at this time. However, the desire that you have to do it is good. And this is a blessing which you're going to receive. Your kingdom will be established. Your house will be established forever. Um, So this is obviously um, a great blessing, which is, uh, promise to David. Uh, and something which, again, when we think about what we've learned so far in our Come Follow Me study, and I think this is why it's such a great thing to be able to study all of this together, it relates exactly 
uh, to the Abrahamic covenant, uh, that a posterity was promised, a place was promised, and the priesthood, which of course is linked to the temple. And so we see here that David and Solomon and their posterity are being given the same promise that Abraham was given. And that's why we always talk about the Abrahamic covenant, not because it was the one time that it was received and Abraham had it and we want it, but it has been promised to Israel, to those that let God prevail in their lives, as we've been taught recently by President Russell M. Nelson, that they will have all these things as well. The three P's, as we spoke about, um, posterity, a place, and priesthood authority uh, in their lives. Um, and we have that same promise today. We are we are given that promise through our patriarchal blessing and being uh, and knowing that when we are baptized, we are adopted into one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So... This promise to David is a promise to us also. Um, and I think that that is powerful once, once we make that connection between him and us. Tomorrow we will move into section 11, which uh, unfortunately we start to have a bit more of a negative end to the week um, with David and unfortunately with Solomon as well. So please do join us uh, despite the uh, things we are going to le- uh, read about, but we are going to learn many principles from that as well. So Uh, I think uh, anything in scripture that we have here is instructive. Thank you so much for sharing sharing your time. Please share what you've studied on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And until we meet again.